All right, all you Streetlight Crusaders and wrestling fans alike out there tonight. Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special. And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw from the Mohegan Sun Arena in the United States. We're still confused on where it is, so we'll just say in the U.S. just to, you know, cover the whole map, so to speak. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see none other than DIY going one-on-one -on -one against the Creed Brothers. And after their performance last week on Monday Night Raw, officially a part of Monday Night Raw is none other than the Creed Brothers with Ivy Nile in their corner. And to celebrate their new signing, DIY would challenge them to a match on Monday Night Raw for this week and for Adam Pearce to make it official. Nice! And during this said match that was made official by Adam Pearce, we would see a Tiger Knee Enzy combination leading into a back suplex powerbomb by DIY onto Brutus for near fall. Then we would see the impressive power of Brutus during this match with not only a Samoan drop leading into a standing moonsault in a shooting star press standing style, still for near fall. Only for Tommaso Ciampa to get into the ring during this match to hit a nasty hiker knee directly into a step up in Sigiri leading into not only the Willow's Bell but a fairy tale ending during this set contest that did lead to an ending for near fall but ultimately this match will come to an emphatic end and from word in my earpiece we got that combination of moves wrong because Ludwig Kaiser who is obviously upset after last week's debacle of a loss that they lost to DIY making a return would decide to step up to the apron and deliver a step up in Zagiri to the back of the head of Johnny Gargano leading into a Brutus Ball which we're gonna call the Blanca Ball because it's an electric chair Brutus ball combination that you know electric chair you know Brutus ball looking like a Blanca ball because it's electric for you Street Fighter fans you get the combination either way it led to the win for the Brutus brothers during this match and yes I know it's the Creed brothers we're trying to dig ourselves out of a hole here leave me alone leave me alone but after that match was over, and meanwhile, backstage, we would hear from Jay Uso after what would happen well over nine months ago at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view with Jay Uso saying that he felt bad for Sami Zayn after what went down that night. But tonight, you'll show everybody who you are and become champion. And to make matters better for you, we got our rematch next week, Uso. So we might be getting championship goal all around there and would say the usual yeet that I still don't understand only for Becky Lynch to immediately show up on the screen after that after getting interviewed for Nia Jax to show up behind her and for her to say that nobody's going to be able to take me out during this match and I'm going to win this match and it's going to make me the happiest I've ever been since I broke your face only for Becky Lynch to say, well, since that moment, I main event WrestleMania and you got fired. 
and didn't add in the part about the whole my whole thing that she went through during the pandemic era, but that's a story for another day. For Becky Lynch to get ready for our next match of the night, which would see a battle royal for the number one contendership spot at the Survivor Series in Chicago. And during this said match, or at least before it could begin, Becky Lynch, before she could even get into the ring, would get attacked by Zia Lee and kicked right directly out of the Battle Royal. And after Becky Lynch would get kicked out of the Battle Royal thanks to that kick, Adam Pearce would say, where in the world do you think you're going? You're not getting that ring. You get out of here too. You're out. So yeah, Zia Lee costing herself an opportunity at the women's championship due to the fact that she couldn't learn to wait until a bell rings to ring somebody's bell. Yeesh. And you think things couldn't get any worse from there, folks? Immediately during this battle royal, we would see Nikki Cross just standing in the center of the ring while chaos happened all around her, basically making her the eye of the chaotic storm. Only for Raquel Rodriguez, or Raquel Gonzalez, whichever one you want to call her, to actually square off against Nia Jax for them to notice in between them, Nikki Cross. Only for Nikki Cross to get tossed to the outside of the ring and to deadpan stare to the fans and then immediately make their way on over towards Wade Barrett and Michael Cole, which <laughs> during all of the eliminations and everything else was going on was still standing there dead staring into the eyes of Wade Barrett for Michael Cole to say, hey, you know what? You should do one of those post-game interviews like they do in soccer matches and, you know, just go up there and go interview her. For Wade Barrett to say, well, you're the one who calls himself a master journalist. Why won't you do it? And I agree with Wade Barrett. Seriously, why won't you do it, Michael Cole? I mean, you interviewed Bray Wyatt. That didn't lead you into the Wyatt compound yet. So, yeah, go ahead and interview Nikki. It won't kill you. I mean, it's not Heidenreich, is it? Oh, and speaking of people who had short-lived runs on Raw, one thing we forgot to mention, after Chelsea Green, who was involved in this battle royal, was meted by none other than Gene Snitsky, saying that it wasn't his fault that she got eliminated. You know, something I wanted to point out that happened behind the scenes. But I digress, because during this match, folks, not only we would see Tegan Knox and Maxine teaming up to take out Piper Nivens for Maxine to get taken out by Nia, only for Caden and Chance to get taken out by Ivy Nile, Carter getting taken out with a nasty boot to the face, and then Chance getting gorilla pressed on top of Carter on the outside of the ring. Yikes! Then we would see Nia Jax getting her comeuppance thinking that she's going to win by not only receiving a roundhouse kick, a big boot, and a super kick to the face for her to get tossed outside the ring, only for Ivy Nile to suffer her wrath after she got eliminated, for her to get eliminated after getting pulled off the apron. And this match would come to an emphatic end, seeing none other than Nia Jax 
or should I say none other than Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax's former partner, fighting against none other than Zoe Stark on the apron, seeing her hit her with not one, not two, but three separate super kicks, and then following it up with a DDT after she would say, is that all you got, bitch? And for the censors to not pick that up, and actually pick it up late, yet on cue for the holy crap chance only for Zoe Stark to become the new number one contender for the Women's Championship at Survivor Series via elimination. And after that said elimination, folks, we would hear Rhea Ripley talking about Judgment Day business, only for Zoe Stark to say, the only business you need to worry about is me, and the fact that I'm going to be the one to take that championship away from you, and the fact that I was close if it hadn't been for Nia when I hit you with that Z360, I would be champion right now. Only for Rhea Ripley to remind her that, yeah, I hit an avalanche riptide on you on top of everybody and beat the four baddest women in this company. So, yeah, good luck at Survivor Series. Not exactly what she said, but you guys get my point. <laughs> and with that said, folks, we now make our way now to the main event of the evening. Which would see none other than Sami Zayn going one-on-one -on -one against Seth Metal's Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. And during this match where action would go back and forth and at one point would see Seth Rollins, or should I say Sami Zayn, hesitating to go after the back of Seth Rollins, would see not only a springboard swanton and a Lionheart lion salt, a little shout out to Chris Jericho with that one for a near fall for Seth Rollins, only for a buckle bomb... And then immediately after that buckle bomb, a blue thunder bomb by Sami Zayn for near fall. And even seeing Sami Zayn finally taking advantage of the back injury of Seth Metal Seth Rollins with a Boston Crab that would get reversed into a pinfall for Seth Rollins to retain his world title via pinfall. But after the match was over and after the show of respect between Sammy and Seth, we would see the Judgment Day beating the daylights out of Sammy Zayn on the ringside apron. And then immediately after that, going right after Seth Rollins, only for Jay Uso to come out to try to fight them. Then for Cody Rhodes to come out for a waylay of a melee to take place in the Mohegan Sun Arena. Only for Adam Pierce to say, oh, so you guys want to play games? each and every week. You want to play games? Well, in two weeks, we'll play games, all right. In Chicago, it's going to be war games. And that was just as good as William Regal would say it, and that's the best I've got, folks. So after that announcement of war games, we would see the fight continue for Cody Rhodes to jump on to security and knock everybody down for Monday Night Raw to close for this week. So for next week, folks, will we see The Miz get revenge? Will we see new tag team champions? And what other announcements for the Survivor Series will take place with only two weeks remaining until one of the biggest pay-per-views leading into Thanksgiving? We'll find out next week for another exciting edition of Monday Night Raw!
And I guess with that said, folks, I think it's time for us to once again go grab a glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with more of the Streetlight Delight as the Tuesday night special rolls on right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks. And stay tuned.